Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. What's up, brother? What's poppin', shouty? It is a day of days. It is. So happy recording day. Yeah, bro. Happy fucking recording day. Happy fucking recording day. Thought it would never happen. It happened. Had some technical Dude. difficulties there for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it was my fault. It ended up um, that it was all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, believe me, I've done worse. But, so what's going on, man? How's life? Oh, it's a good day. Um, In the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a good day. Uh, we just recorded yesterday. <laughs> so, <We did. laughs> I don't know what new to tell you. Um, well, fuck I'm it, still, bro. Let's just jump in, man. Yeah, let's just go ahead and fucking jump in. We uh, we actually we actually have an interview today. Somebody very special to us, right? Yeah, we do. If you listen to EP five zero, the one that we actually put out, um, we did a, a name drop in a little spoiler alert, but. Without Spoiler further ado, alert. the self-appointed fan club of the Unchurched podcast. What? What? Drum roll, please. Self-appointed <laughs> fan club president. Get the title right. What'd I say? Just fan club. I'm not a single person in the fan club. I'm the president. Yeah, yeah. See, she knows. She knows what she is. She. <laughs> <laughs> the fan anyway. club is. So full of people, you have no Welcome, idea. Welcome, Moro. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Maui. What's up, Laurel? What's up? Welcome to the Unchurched Podcast. Officially. Thank you. Thank you. A little nervous, you know, to be in the presence of celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calm down. Bring it down. Bring it down. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so finally got her on. This this is awesome. This is a day of days. We're oh, excited yeah. to have you. Thank you, thank you. Well, so let's just jump in, man. Let's start asking some Q's and get some A's. You know what I'm saying? Q's and A's. So Laurel, tell us about you. So you're you're um you're a woman. Uh, yeah, last time I checked, yes. Yep, and you're... Well, when was the last time you checked? I mean, I showered today, so <laughs> does that count? <laughs> that works. I think that counts. And you're married? I am. Uh, I've been married for, we count, 13 years. 13 years. Congrats. Wow. Yeah. That's thank sweet. you, thank you. To a wonderful husband that treats you like a queen, royalty. I mean, most of the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, we all yeah, that. He's pretty good. Good. Um, we have a 10 and a half year old boy. Wow. His name is Ethan. Nice. Is, um, he likes to play hockey. He plays hockey, and we're playing baseball right now. Uh, sweet. About it. Yeah, didn't um, <clears throat> didn't he win some trophies for hockey or something? Yeah, we won a trophy in Chicago, and we played um, in Notre Dame, and he won a trophy. That's what's wow. up. Team did. 
They're pretty good. Travel hockey. Travel hockey. That's right. Jesus, man, that is expensive. Very well, expensive. These are only, so that's how we justify it. Oh. Um, Spoil that motherfucker. We were up, we were up near you, Michael, because we were in South Bend, and then we drove like two hours north in Michigan for game. That's right. Yeah. My God. <laughs> Go blue. <laughs> We're an Illinois family, so I don't like that nonsense. Yeah, well, Sean doesn't know the words of the song. That's the only problem. Yeah. Had I done it, I actually would have, you know. Hell to the victors, <laughs> valiant hell to the conquering heroes. Hell. <laughs> well, what's the Illinois it. one? Let's let's get that on here too. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, we're Illinois no, fans, you. but I don't know the song. <laughs> huge fans, right? Yeah, huge. <laughs> I dream in orange and blue. <laughs> oh my god. That's all right. That's pretty close to Maze and Blue. I love it. I can dig it. That's awesome. So yeah. cool. So one boy and um, travel hockey. That's awesome. So you guys are busy with all his sports stuff. Yes. That's awesome. Life exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So um, how about it? We got a bunch of interview questions, uh, stuff we've been uh, dying to ask. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. That was all Laurel. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> Came right from the toes. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get, jump into, uh, I guess, some more interview questions here. Officially, let's kick this baby off. Get down Fire to the, the nitty gritty. I'll give you the A's. <laughs> you got it. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> to get down to the nitty gritty. Go ahead, Sean. Start us off. Well, first and foremost, <clears throat> Laurel Beach. Uh, when did you come to know Christ and kind of what's your story about that? And, you know, um, well, well, the first time, so my, I was raised in church that kind of goes to what question two. Um, my mom was the leader of children's ministry at our church. And my dad did like the audio visual for our church. So we were there, you know, the Sunday, Saturday, Wednesday, all the days that you can be there. All the days. All the days. Um, so <laughs> that kind of started it. And then, um, that, you know, then you time happens and you get out of church. And then I came back as an adult on my own, um, probably 2014, I think. Um, just because I was going through a tough time in life at that point. And so I thought, well, you know, what's church going to hurt? So I went back. It was good. And then I had, um, what's church going to hurt? I love that phrase. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
And then um, Such my a dad passed away. Mindset in that though. What? What's the worst that could happen? I mean, sure, <laughs> I'll fucking go. <laughs> God, what happened? Uh, Strike me down in the church, but uh, um, and then that's so that's how I got back into it. And then I so it happened really fast. So 2014, I went in, and then in 2015, I got baptized because um, I hadn't because I was growing up. It was your decision. It wasn't you know like Catholic where you had to you know you had to be when you were a baby, and it was the way I was raised was it was your decision when you wanted to be baptized and you did the classes and you learned what it was about. And then you made the decision if you wanted to do it. And I never had the opportunity to make the decision myself. So I was an adult when I finally did it. Sweet. So that's probably, that's it in a nutshell, I guess a big nutshell. Word. Mm. Nuts. Salty ones in your mouth. (laughs) Sweaty balls. Sweaty, sweaty, warm, salty (laughs) balls. I mean nuts. (laughs) So, so what was it that actually, you know, you just you were just like feeling it as an adult. You figured you want to make that decision personal and plain with a little bit more understanding. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a comfortable environment. You know, I felt welcomed and at home and peaceful. And I just, I I mean, at the time, it felt like it was the right thing to do. And it wasn't like anything I was pressured into doing. You know, it was, I felt like, you know, it was my decision instead of as a kid, you know, when you're forced to do things. Sure. You know, it was my decision. And I mean, I'm proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not something that, you know, you can recreate. Sure. Yeah, that's always a big thing. I mean, like we were raised in in the church and of course you did everything that they wanted you to do. I think it takes a big person, a mature person to say, you know what, I'm going to make this thing really personal and do it myself. You know, make the decision uh, as an adult that's a little bit more well thought out and planned. So I can dig it. So, well, you already talked about the type of church you were raised in. So, right now, mm-hmm. what's the nom- the, 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 the what's the denomination again? Um, I listen. Okay, I did a quiz <laughs> to find out. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I took a quiz. A quiz. What kind of Christian are you? That's what I took. I, evangelical, I think, is what's closest because we always just were uh, Christian. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. We weren't. I think, um, like my family, my mom's family, which is Brooke's family, um, <laughs> yeah, is my boo boo. <laughs> I think they're they kind of lean Southern Baptist, so um, um, they're a lot sure. more uh, strict. Yeah, kid. Yeah. Um, so, like, no dresses, no or, or no short dresses. Um, pro- well, probably with like the biggest thing was, you know, kids in the eighties grew up with, you know, like Rainbow Bright and the Smurfs and that kind of stuff. We couldn't watch any of that because it was magic. Oh boy! And um, you know, there was no dancing, no drinking, no cussing. Um, yeah, none of the fun yeah. stuff. 
you know, none of the fun stuff. So as you can imagine, like any good child I was, as soon as I got out of that, all of those things came full force like a rebellious child after I was out of church when I was a kid. Quite naturally. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's not cool. It is kind of cool. It happens, right? Yeah. It happens. It's It's, common, uh, man. Yeah, it's the things that are most forbidden that are the most desirable. Well, my excuse was I did enough church in my, you know, first 15 years. Well, probably not even that long. Probably my first 10 years that it was good enough to get me through the last, the second part of 10 years where I did all kinds of crazy shit. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So, well, so with that, what was your reasoning for leaving the church? Yeah. Well, the first time we left church as a family, uh, we got kicked out of church. Oh boy. Um, which, for, yeah, do, that, that do you goes mind asking nice. why, like for what? Um, I think my mother was involved with someone else. Um, oh, okay. And so the pastor dismissed us from the church. So that was a huge struggle as a kid was how do you get kicked out of a church? You know, it's like, here's this family that, you know, I grew up with and, you know, all my friends were from church and, you know, all the people I knew were at church. And then all of a sudden we didn't have anybody because we couldn't go back anymore. So that was, I think that was a big thing as a kid was these people that were supposed to be my family now I don't want to have anything to do with this anymore. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was, that was difficult. Um, Cause you know, here it's, you know, you're, it's church. You're supposed to be loving one another and accepting each other for who you are. And they didn't want to have anything to do with this anymore. Very Christ-like of them. <laughs> right. That's yeah. So that's, you know, that's the reason reason why I stayed out for a long time was because like, you know, if you something that simple, you're going to just kick us out and tell us that we can't come back. And what's the point? Yeah. It's interesting how, like, I mean, there's several different things that you could uh, say that are like that, like not just, you know, that instance, but like when it's just crazy to me that like, the church can be a place where it's almost like, okay, well now that you're a part of this church, if you step out of the boundaries of, you know, uh, the legalistic bullshit and like the kind of old Testament vibes, you know, like if you fuck up or if you mess up, if you just are a real person, then there's no place for you here. I don't, you know, personally, that's just, it's such a crime, I think. Like, it's super sad, and it's a bunch of bullshit, because, I mean, that's shitty, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, how do you think, I kind of want to, Michael, I'm probably taking over here for a second, so butt in when you want, but like, <laughs> I mean, how did that make you feel? at the age that you were. And I'm asking that because I really want to know like how that's kind of shaped your over the years, how it shaped your opinion of church and Christianity and 
Jesus himself, you know? Uh, well, I think, you know, it, I mean, I still had, you know, I understood, you know, Jesus's love for me and I was going to get into heaven because I was a believer, like that kind of basic fundamental stuff, I think was still there, but it was, um, you know, the church ousted us for something that wasn't my control right. and which, I mean, I was a kid too. So, you know, I didn't really understand it. I think probably the bigger impact of a church kind of maybe showing their true colors, I guess you could say was, so the second time when I came back to church as an adult, I, my dad passed away and I went to, you know, the, the room where they, you know, if you need, a, if you need prayed for, or if you have a request or you need to talk to somebody, come to this room and we're here to help you. And, right. you know, so I went in there crying because I had a lot of guilt and grief and, I said, you know, I need to know when the next grief counseling group is going to meet because I need to talk to somebody. And they were like, well, we don't have one. This So that was in April when my dad passed away. And but it was a few years ago. But and they're like, well, we don't have a grief counseling session until the fall. So you're welcome to come back then. And it's like, well, fucking hell. I'm really I'm, I'm yeah. And it's like, I'm sad now. I need somebody to talk to now. And you're telling me to come back in the fall. So wow. it's like these people that were supposed to be there for me. And this was the church that, you know, I got baptized in. I became a member because I felt at home and, you know, I went and I, um, I started volunteering and serving communion because it was supposed to be this place that, you know, they welcome you one and all. And I did feel that way until I needed somebody to be there for me. And they were like, well, we can't help you right now. Come on, like, in a you know, few months. <laughs> yeah. Come I don't mean to laugh. I just, that's just so absurd. You know no. I mean? And I, and I think in the moment, like I didn't realize how much it affected me until later. And it's like, so that was kind of like the beginning of the end. Cause after that, it was like, then I'd find excuses as to why, you know, well, we, you know, we're out of town for hockey. I can't, you know, we'll just watch online. And then, so that was kind of the beginning of the end. I saw later uh. that it's like, well, you don't, you can't help me in my time of need right now. So what, what are you trying to tell me? You know, you're preaching to me that, you know, we're all God's people and we're here to help you. And, but then when I need you, you're not there. Yeah. Yeah. That's some serious abandonment shit right there. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to church and you, you're looking for it to be a place of refuge, if you will. And there is no refuge. There's no help. There's no assistance. The church is actually operating in a, the opposite of the way that it should. So I get it. It's like, what's the point of going or, or continuing to go if the services that I need aren't available for me or provided for me? You know, it's just not a convenient time for you to actually do mm -hmm. ministry. Well, I think the you saying a place of refuge, I mean, that's that's exactly what it was because he was in the ICU for a week. And I remember, wow. you know, when he was in the hospital and I, you know, I went to church because that was the only place where I felt calm and at peace, Right. you know, and then here two weeks later, he's gone and I need help. And now you're not there. And so it's like, yeah, that's the place of, that's exactly it. The place of refuge. Then, you know, I'm not, it's not a convenient time for them to help me. Yeah. Yeah. That's some bullshit right there. Or their just lack of knowledge on how to help you. 
Could be. But they're, you know, they're a big church. They have a, it's a, it's a lot of people. And that's one of the things that every Sunday there, you know, we have group programs for, you know, uh, everything under the sun. And, you know, so it's like you're advertising that this is what you're there for. Yeah. So when I'm coming to you saying, I have this specific need that I need counseling yeah. and prayer. And you're telling me come back in six months. Yeah. <laughs> So what, I mean, did you find wow. refuge somewhere? Like, and if it's too personal, I mean, you don't have to get into it, but we are in the name. No, I mean, so. <laughs> no, I mean, I think honestly, I, you know, like, I mean, I would go and visit his tombstone and talk, you know, in his graveside and talk to him. And that's, you know, I mean, I think that's kind of how I felt, I mean, you know, and I, you know, if they're not going to pray for me while well, I can pray for myself. So sure. I guess yeah. it's kind of how I felt. So, I mean. You know, I mean, I worked it out because they weren't going to help me. So, yeah, you know, stuff just for stuff like this, especially is the reason why communities are so important. You know, you you can't rely on the church for everything. But if you have a community of believers, can you guys see my hands? Mm -hmm. If you guys have a community of believers, like minded people that love God and love each other you can rely on each other for those community needs. And, um, you know, that's just something I found. And I'm sure Sean has found as well. Something we have with each other and, um, stuff that we hope that we can grow a community, um, where we can rely on each other for stuff like that. Cause it's no use of a person being alone, especially in their time of need. That's, yeah. that's not, that wasn't the point of the church. The point of the church was to be community so that stuff like that can be taken care of. So, well, and it was, you know, like, like I said, it was, you know, these people were, um, you know, I, I like, it was almost like a relationship, you know, cause I fell hard and I fell fast and, you know, I, I felt, um, it's like, finally I made the decision to, as an adult, to join a group of people that, you know, you know, didn't care what I looked like and didn't care what I did. And, you know, I could be at peace there. And, you know, I brought family that, you know, hadn't been to church in years because I couldn't wait to show off, you know, my new home to them. And, you know, then in the end, it's, they turn around and shit on you. And it's like, well, forget you. Yeah. Wow. Well, so, so now that you. And then I found you guys. (laughs) yeah so well i just want before we move on i just want you to know if you know something is ever happening you need someone my door is always closed so do not ever come to me (laughs) send us an email we'll get back to you in six months well yeah you know we we usually answer emails in the winter yeah uh so got it during hibernation. Got it. <laughs> okay. I'll bottle everything up. Yeah. That's what Christ <laughs> wants it. you to do. Yeah. Push that shit down. Deal with it later. That's right. Got it. So <laughs> So so then tell us then. So now that you know you've moved away from that that church um for their lack of churchiness lack of being able to be community for you. How has your life really changed? So what's different with you now post church? 
Um, I well, I was going to go back at one point, and then they started, uh, you know, big the big tithing series where they wanted you to good old tithes commit. Is this the same to, church? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, they wanted you to commit to giving x amount of dollars and like you had to write it down on a piece of paper and commit to yes thank you (laughs) you had to give um x amount of money for the year and it's like well i can't do that um you know i mean when i went i tithed when i could and you know and it's like i I can't pledge to you a thousand dollars for the year i can't do that yeah sure because you know and so then it's like okay well i guess i'm not going back now (laughs) um but well we only ask for 500 a year so (laughs) was there some penalty i'm the president (laughs) right (laughs) oh that that is a discount yeah was there some penalty if you didn't pledge i mean i just felt like if you didn't it was you were shamed (laughs) yeah Hmm. totally get that 100 percent I mean, you know, they're they're not going to force you to pledge X amount, but they really were heavily pushing towards it. Sure. I mean, they sent mailers to your home about it. They, you know, so, it, I, you know, do I want to give you money or do I want to feel the shame? Shame, shame, it's all shame. about the fucking money. All right. about the Benjamins. And guess what? Now they're doing huge renovations. Oh, Hmm. Wonder how they got all that money, right? <laughs> I wonder how those groups are doing. If they're with all of that money, able to respond faster than six months. Good question. I just don't <laughs> understand personally. Can I go on a little <clears throat> mini rant? Please, I just rant, don't understand. Rant, rant. Like even with what you just said, Laurel. Like if because here here's my here's my thing. Like if if you need a building that will house X amount of people because you're growing and it's like, there's an abundance there and what, whatever God's doing is just like, he's just blessing the shit out of you, that ministry. And Oh my God, we had a $500 or $500. We had 500, um, occupancy building. Now we need a thousand because like we're having to do five services a day and we're like, you know, like, like there's a thing that's happening here, but if you have to come to your congregation and make them like commit to a thing because you want a bigger building, it seems backwards to me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's Mm -hmm. not about what God's doing because if God was doing something that big that you needed, like all of this, my phone just thought Siri was like, I don't know what it was doing. Super distracting me, but like that bitch is, uh, instigating. What? I said that bitch is instigating. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying though? You know where I'm going here? Yeah. Like if God's really in something, then he's I believe from what the scripture says, he's going to bless it and you're not going to have to go air quotes here beg your fucking congregation so that they can provide yeah. this bigger thing for you when you can't even minister to them when you need to. Like yeah. it just seems backwards to me and it seems fucked up and I hate it. And it's bullshit, and it's not Jesus, it's not ministry, and I swear to God, he fucking hates it. He has to, because it's not ministry. And am I too harsh? I don't know. You guys tell me. Um, I I agree with you. For sure. 
For sure. You know, when we don't take care of each other, I believe that really hurts the heart of God. When we're not being obedient to scripture to love one another, whether it's convenient or not, I think it hurts the heart of God. I think it goes against his character. And if the point of our relationship with God is to become more and more like him over time, then we're failing and falling short when we do stupid shit like that. Personally, that's how I, that's my take on it. What do you think, Laurel? No, I completely agree with you. And yeah. I, I mean, to go total fan club, fan club preds for a minute, that was the reason why, like, I really enjoyed listening to this podcast was because like, you know, you guys would say stuff and it's like, oh my God, that is exactly how I feel, yeah. you know? And it's like, I mean, you both are intelligent, you know, well-rounded people and, you know, have various backgrounds in religion more than I do. And it's like, but I feel the same way they do. And, it, you know, all in all, it's about God is supposed to love us the way we are and help each other for who we are and not what we can give or what we have to offer and, you know, so sure. forth. And yeah, at, it, the end of the day, at the end of the day, love is not about what you can get from the other person. It's what you can give. Yeah. That's what it's about. You can't, you can't spell love by just taking, taking, taking. It's only by giving. So, sweet. Word up. So, do you yes. still consider yourself a Christian? I think we know the answer. And if you don't want to talk about it, we can move along. But do you want to? I mean, no, I do. I'm not, you know, I'm not one to, you know, fly, you know, have a giant cross in my front yard and, you know, well, hand out pamphlets not. at the oh, grocery God. store. I, I hope you wouldn't have a cross on your front lawn. That sounds a little. <laughs> That's not what we're supposed to do. I'm not handing out pamphlets at the grocery store. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Yo, uh, secret you know, time. But, you ready for yeah, a little secret time? Yeah. We went out and bought a no soliciting sticker to put on our fucking front door because I am sick and tired of these motherfucking cunts coming to my goddamn door when I'm fucking busy talking about some bullshit Jesus that ain't ain't even real. Wow. (sighs) That felt good. (laughs) Real good. Did you get it out? Is that I got it out? That was I'm good. We can go on now. Holy shit, man. All right, so Laurel, back to his question. You still consider yourself a Christian, even though you don't go to church? I'm, I, whew, I mean, that's hard to follow, that yeah. rant right there. I'm a little shook now. <laughs> Here, here's what I'm going to say to you, Sean, is their God is real to them just as your God is real to you. I get it. I get that. But yep. I'm not going to knock it on their doors while they're at home working talking about can we come in and talk about your salvation because you're going to hell like fuck you you don't even know me <laughs> that's my rebuttal okay. laurel what you got i feel you got? i got it i got it that's all <laughs> i'm backing away slowly <laughs> <laughs> and this concludes the interview with laurel <laughs> i'll hand you my fan club resignation tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> We need it in writing. Uh, <laughs> we'll respond in six months. I was no, going to say, I do have a good six months to go, though, because you won't read it right now. But seriously, like, 
<laughs> Come on. You know what I mean? I get you. Yeah. No, I, yes, I do still consider myself a Christian because I think it helps keep me, um, I guess, centered, balanced to know that, you know, I, after life is not a scary place, I guess, if you want to go dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm not, you know, I'm not going around. Hey, my name's Laurel. I'm Christian. Hey, how are you? Come to my church. Right. That, yeah. I mean, I was never that person. That's not me. Um, Why is that? Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of private. I would like to just, you know, I keep it to myself. But Laurel, but if somebody wants to talk to me about it, I will be more than happy to talk about it. As Christ okay. followers, we are charged with the Great Commission. We have to convert. We have to, you know, tell people to turn or burn. Listen, I don't have shoes on. I can't listen to your pile of shit right now. <laughs> I love it. Hey, man, I'm just saying. I was honestly. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this, and it may be a little weighty, but I was mm. under that bondage of the misinterpretation of Matthew 24 for sure. Yeah. The Great Commission and you know, I felt like it was used as a I, I don't even know, but it was just there was like so much pressure and like I under I can kind of understand why people knock on doors and go to Walmart and give you a fake hundred dollar bill and you flip it over and it's like, Do you know where you're going? Like <laughs> I can almost kind of understand why they do that shit. And it's because the pressure that's put on people and they, they, the scriptures twisted, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they make you feel like it's about works and like your duty as a Christian is to not just sit here in church. It's to go out and make converts. So go do it. And that is true, but it's not as militant and as like, well, yeah. how many people did you bring to the Lord this week? Well, yeah. none. Well, you're not doing your Christian duty. That's bullshit. So, okay, I guess I see it then when you put it that way is it was forced on me as a kid to do it, you know, and so it's like I'm not going to force anybody else to believe what I believe. If you want to find out for yourself, that's great, but I'm not going to force you to believe something just because I believe it. And I say that that's the one truth. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. That makes perfect sense because I would argue that at that point, it's not a true conversion. It's just, uh, you're selling something. Yeah. In a way it could be interpreted that way. Um, I just, for me, I just, I leave it down to the two greatest commandments, love God, and love people. I mean, that's really the message of the cross. That's the message of of Christianity. It's the message of it all. You want to go knock on doors? More parts of you. Not everybody is comfortable doing that. But there's a whole lot of people that knock on doors and their hearts are full of hate. They don't love people. The only thing they want to do is put another feather in their cap, if you will, that, hey, I told somebody else about Jesus today. But yeah, but if you didn't show them any love... You know, it's like the guy on the street is hungry. You want to give him Jesus. I'm all for you. He does need Jesus. 
but right now he needs a burger. Can you help him with that? You know, yeah. and and if you're not willing to do that, then don't tell him about Jesus. If you're not willing to meet them right where they're at and show them love while everybody else is rejecting them, while everybody else is walking by them and not caring or not showing at least an inkling or an ounce of care, then don't tell me about your Jesus. You know, yep. at least that's the way I see it. I think we're all in agreement. Absolutely. Well, so so tell us this. What are ah, what are some of the things that you've learned about Christianity or church or God uh, since you've been away from church? Um, I mean, I think you know, just that you don't have to have a building, and you don't have to have a preacher or a minister or a pastor to tell you, you know, like you said, how to love God and love other people. You know, I don't need to go to a giant building every week to know that, you know, that's the way I should be doing life every day anyway. You know, I don't need somebody to tell me to do that. That's just, I don't know, that's just basic human morals and values, I guess. Sure. I like that answer. I do. Um, I mean, whether you believe in God or Allah or whoever, you know, the rock on the corner, whether you, whatever you believe in, you it's still, you should still treat people with, you know, love and respect. Yeah. That's, that's how I see it. That's a good way to see it. <clears throat> Thanks. I expect you to come and pray to my rock next week <laughs> <laughs> well unfortunately for you i have to wait till winter to do any tor- type of ministry or outreaching or something i got you i got you <laughs> i'm gonna send you a shit ton of stuff in like october a letter a rock all kinds of things all right piece it's of like- hair <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Make sure you put in there some uh, advertisement for a tithing. Yes. Uh, a monthly giving program. Yeah. We, yes. need, a com- we need a written commitment. <laughs> Got it. So I don't know if you've answered this or not. If you have, just tell me and we'll move on. But how has your interpretation of God and or church changed uh, just over the years in general? Or has it? Uh, or does that even make sense? Um, because here here's a little thing before that we we already started with like and talked about you know when you were younger you just believed everything you were told and you didn't understand certain things then you went through what you went through now here we are 2019 um is there any part of that journey that you'd like to share? That you already already haven't. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just is like a. I mean, it's been a roller coaster, I guess, of my my beliefs throughout the years. Because you know, I mean, it's yeah, you um, you know, you know what you know because that's what you're told to believe and to feel. And then it's like, well, I don't need you. I'll do my own thing. But then it's like, okay, well, maybe church isn't that bad after all. And um. 
I know there was a time like in between where my mom was, we were trying out different churches and to see what fit and that really did a doozy on me as far as <laughs> why it took so long to go back into church. I mean, we, we were at churches where, you know, they're speaking in tongues and they're, you know, fainting and, you know, I mean, <laughs> like all kinds of crazy. Uh, and it's like, uh, spirit. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> that's silly stuff. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's, you know, it's, well, so I don't want to be part of that. So I'll just not go back. So that deterred you then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be like that kind of Christian. Yeah. I mean, I, like now as an adult, I, I mean, I get it, what they're going through. But I mean, you know, I mean, when you're 11 years old and you see people like that, that scares the shit out of you. Sure. No doubt about it. I think the only kind of church we didn't try out was, you know, being bit by rattlesnakes <laughs> at the. Oh, that's the, they're the best oh. ones. They got it right. Dude, you oh, remember God. that church? Woof. They they were claiming that you, you didn't have true faith unless you were willing to pick up a venomous snake. Mm-mm. Just because of you know that thing with Paul. Remember when he got off the boat and yeah, he was a prisoner on his way to snake. Rome. That's the kind of stuff they do down in the so ill. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Yo, you know what? I, speaking of that, it was probably, it may have been, was it this year or was it the tail end of last year? I can't remember. But it was kind of recent, like within the last probably six months recent. I read this story about this pastor who was a snake handling pastor, and he claimed that he's going to let this snake bite him because. You know, God's going to save him and it's not going to do anything. And the asshole had to go to the hospital and almost died. And had it not been for the doctors, you know, and like healing him and shit, like, but he still claimed that it was not the doctors, it was God. And I'm like, nah, bitch, it's the fucking medicine they gave you. It's called the anti venom. <laughs> it's called anti venom. They're fucking crazy, man. They are. And people They're, believe it. People eat that shit up, pun intended. <laughs> well, we're glad that your faith doesn't drive you to that. Yeah. But, I mean, it sounds like you, you still have faith in who God is and, and in Jesus Christ. It's just uh, not in some local church. Yep. And that's what we're all about. Like, you don't lose your faith just because you lose or because you leave a church, right? It's not something that you give up uh, just because of the four walls. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm I'm hoping that you know part of what we're doing with this podcast is really showing people that you really it's not about those four walls, right? The people are the church, not the building. Screw the building; we're the unchurched. It's just that simple. Yeah, boy. Yep. So, so would you consider going back to church? It sounds like you would. Um, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not totally turned off against it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I mean, it would have to be the right message, I guess, to get me to go back, but I'm not totally turned off against it. No. No. Well, is there, another, 
is there another type of community that like what's the ideal community for you in your faith in your walk air quotes because that's christianese like what does that look like or do you know um i don't know <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. I mean, well, I felt okay. like I listen. I mean, I felt like I had it, you know, with a, you know, it was a large church community, and I, you know, I could blend in, and nobody cared. But I was, you know, about me clearly. But you know, but I didn't have to. Uh, I could just be me and still receive the word, and you know, and pray. Not have to, you know, worry about what I looked like or what I said or, you know, whatever. Um, I wore jeans and a t shirt, nobody cared. Uh, You know, I didn't have to wear my Sunday best. Sure. You know, that to me, that felt like that was the ideal and that was home. Um, But then it's the people that outside of that, I think, is what, you know, was the deterrent, I guess. Hmm. Don't blame you there. So if I could have a home where I felt comfortable and as who I was, you know, but still have the ability to have the fellowship and people that were just real with me. Okay. If you don't have time, just say, you know, I'm sorry, we don't have a, a group right now, but let me find somebody who can help you right now. You know, I mean, be straight up yeah. with me. Don't, you know, don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. That that actually should have been the response that she got um from the from the people. Like, yeah, yeah. we we're not or or even like I mean, hey, at the very we're least, the, can I pray with you? <laughs> yeah, at the very least, can I pray with you? Is there something I can do for you? But but how about yeah, we don't have a new group starting for another six months, but why don't you just jump in today and just just give you a heads up? They've already been going for several months, and so there's there's a community built up in there. Yeah. But it's a good chance that you can join it because we're all Christians. We're all helping each other in our struggles. Mm-hmm. And no matter where you jump in at, you're still going to receive love and community because that's what we're about, love and community. Right. Not about sticking to a specific fucking deadline of we start this day, we end this day. And it has to be regimented and in this format or it's not going to work, you know? Regimented? Yeah, so so regimented. You said regimented. (laughs) You said regimented, guys. (laughs) Rockshire of the month, boats. Yeah. So so I cool. Though, man. I mean, that's the way it should be, right? I mean, if 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 it really is about ministry, then ministry doesn't have a deadline. It doesn't have a, like a start date and an end date. So so uh, I I guess our last question for you is uh, is simple. How do you live out your faith today as being part of the unchurched community? Uh, I mean, just you know, kind of like what we said earlier you know i mean i'm love people as they are you know whether you're gay straight alien whatever you are you know i mean you're you and i accept you for who you are even you sean 
Even you, Sean. Thanks. You're the weirdest <laughs> of them all. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, I, I agree. You know, treat other people the way that I want to be treated. You know, that, you know, just again, the basic, basic things. Basic yeah. instructions before leaving Earth. <laughs> basic instructions before leaving Earth. Cademan's the call, def- bro. Definition well, of the CCM. Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you oh can God. shove it. So do you listen to Christian music? Um, I mean, I did. Not so much anymore. Right, because it's lame, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's lame. It's terrible. I hate Christian music now. I mean, it's no Stephen Curtis Chapman, but... Oh, God. Can't touch him. Fuck me. Listen, that's taking it back. A few episodes. That shows you (laughs) every episode. Of course you do. Even when the last episode you sang two Michael Jackson songs as one, I listened. I wanted to yell at you. Who did that? You did. Bullshit. I would never. And you're black. I can't. Prove it. What was it? Um, you were saying black or white, and then you threw in some smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, she was ready for that one. <laughs> there, there may have been booze involved. I mean, I, I know there are two separate songs. Okay, I do know. I was like, waiting. I was like, "Are you gonna? Are you gonna clearly say <laughs> you just merged two songs together? No, you just bypassed it like it was no big deal." Meanwhile, I'm trying not to scream at my phone. <laughs> okay, wait, right, Michael. It's not time one out. song. <laughs> time out. Time out. Time out. No full disclosure. I know exactly what I did. It just came back to me. I said, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. Right. And then I and then I said, dun 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 That's what I did. I don't know. I guess I just I had the music to smooth criminal in my head, but I had the words of doesn't matter if you're black. I apologize, Michael. I apologize. Wherever you may be. We know where that motherfucker is. Oh, I was like, are we going to go to that one? <laughs> <laughs> okay, to go well, back since, into that discussion? <laughs> yeah, let's go back into it. Since we got the, the prez on, what what do you oh, think boy. about when, when a Michael Jackson song comes on? Are you like, oh, turn it up, it's my jam? Or are you like, fuck that asshole? Um, I do love some Michael Jackson. It's hard um, not I, to. I Right? He... He was a tormented man. Yeah. Most men are. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, it's the king of pop. How can you not listen to his music? So you're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater? No. Me either. Me either. I don't think Jesus will either. He had a, I mean, he had a fucked up childhood. Yeah. No, I'm not justifying his what he did by any means. Right. Um, but he, you know, he didn't have a good hand of cards dealt to him by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Here's we have just we have some time, so I kind of want to. This just something you said spurred my thinking because oh, we've interviewed you and hung out with spurred. you. And it's been awesome. 
Is that uh, the right term? Spurred? Spurred my thinking? <laughs> Is that right? Spurred. You spurred, yeah. you spurred my... What's, what's the other word? Well, spurs are the things on the back of cowboy boots. Shout sure. out to Brooklyn. Yeah. So when you and, spur and, it, it jumps it. It like calls to action. It's like, a, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think that's some bullshit, but I'll let uh, you continue. I just, I just explained it to you, and I, you're still yeah. hating. I, I'm, yeah, I'm hating right, right put now. Put the spurs on. Let's. What do you, <laughs> what do you got? Well, so we've talked about you personally, and something about what you just i forget now but something about what you just said about michael jackson kind of made me think like i guess about his upbringing and how it affected him as a person so in lieu of that and your story with you personally and you having a, a kid yes like how do you think or how do you know or how are you all three of those in one um (laughs) <laughs> oh boy. how are you raising him like how do you think your story affects his uh outlook on faith on jesus on church on life in general you know what i'm saying is this is are you gonna cue the satisfyingly deep music with this girl if you want it we oh, got it man <laughs> the, the prez is about to get satisfyingly deep let's do it bring it cue the cue the music um I can tell you that when we were first going back to church as an adult, um, you know, we were going as a family and he got to the point where he was like fighting me. He didn't want to go. He was bored. And so to me, it triggered as a kid. I was like, okay, I'm not going to force you on it because I know what it did to me. So then it was like, okay. So then uh, that was part of when we started backing out too. It's like, I'm not going to force you to do something that you don't want to do because I know what it did to me. And I'm not going to, you know, as the parent, I'm not going to do that to him. Um, You know, but we, we talk about it. He knows and, you know, he, he knows heaven and hell and, I mean, but he's a 10 year old boy. It's hard to. Yeah. Yeah. But but again, I don't want to force anything on him, you know, because it was done to me and I don't want to do that to him. Right. I like that answer. You know, when we left the church, I was, I was pastoring. I I had a church and um, left it all. And my son doesn't live with us. He lives with his mom on the west side of the state. And it was very hard for me having him on the weekends, having him Friday night after school, and then having all day Saturday with him, and then all day Sunday being in church for services. And then like, we have to get lunch, and then I have to take him back to his mom. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have a Sunday with him. I didn't have a Friday with him. All I had was two days. I guess if you combine Friday night and Sunday afternoon lunch and call that one day, I had two days every other week, four days out of the month. Mm-hmm. And um, when we left the church. It was a breath of fresh air to have him that whole day Sunday. And if we wanted to do a Bible verse, we did a Bible verse. If we wanted to get up and play video games, we did, we played video games. We did whatever he wanted to do. And, um, no pressure. If he wanted to go to church, 
We went to church. We would go to a church around the corner that had an hour long service. He can play with the other kids. And then that was it. You know, um, I don't force it upon my son at all, but we still pray together every night. You know, we, we pray together. We'll read scripture together. I'll explain to him different stuff and we'll talk about scripture and talk about the Bible and talk about Jesus. And he'll tell me about all of his experiences at church with his mom. And we get a chance to talk about it and we still integrate Christ into our lives, just not being in the four walls of the church. And I think that's most important. Yep. Like it. I love it. Well, Laurel, we're going to be wrapping this jugger up, but is there anything you want to plug? Any last thing you want to say or talk about real quick or... I do know we both are pure Vita reps. We are. So if you want, give give your code out. You know what I'm saying? Let let some people know. They can get that 20% off. You know what? I'm going to let you keep your code. (gasps) You, you, You get it. No. Yeah, you can have it. Come on, you have it. this. It's one episode, girl. Let it, let it have them. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know what? Honestly, I don't even know if I have it anymore. <laughs> oh, that's BS. It's your first and last name and two zero. No, that's not what I mean. I mean the the rep. You? How do you lose okay. it? Okay. I don't know. They don't email me anymore. Oh my god! I'm gonna do a promo. I, listen, I didn't get the fancy bracelet like you did. Okay. Mm. That's because you ain't doing no promo. <laughs> and now here's your golden egg. And you're just like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> nice. All 12 listeners, you never know. They might buy some shit. Buy some bracelets, y'all. All right. It's Laurel, L A U R E L, Beach. Got that right, Sean? Beach. Beach. B I E T S C H, and then the number 20. All right, that's right. You can get there your you know. 20% off of paravitabraceless.com. There you go. Jesus, wow. I had to do your fucking thing for you. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I forgot. But is there anything else you want to plug or you want to talk about? Or listen, my plug you play every week. See <laughs> so you later. Thank you very much, Laurel, for doing that for us. I need to redo it because you keep adding more things. Well, we love it either way. We got the main ones, so it's good. Yeah. Actually, you know it would be really nice if you remembered what you said and you could do it right now in real time. Son of a bitch. You think you could do it? No pressure. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, hold on a second. Let me look. Ooh, she she might have it. it up. Well, while you while while you're pulling that up, thank you, Laurel, for being our uh, interview for May. It's been a pleasure. Yes, it's Hello. been fun. We'll have to Very have you fun. back on. Absolutely. Um, by the way, mm. I still have my printout that Sean autographed. Oh yeah. Today, when you come down to the great state of Illinois. Illinois then you can autograph it. I'll sign it for you. You can mail it to me and I'll sign it for you. 
But no, I no, we're, we'll, we'll be, be down same there. Same as in person. I know. We'll be down there. We're coming. We'll yeah. be Ask down there. Ask what happened when I saw him in person for the first time. <laughs> oh, God. We need another podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. You ready? We'll do it. We're ready. Okay. You can visit us. Uh, yes. Unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com. Or at Unchurched Pod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there. See you there. See you there. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. It's been awesome. All right. Thank you, Laurel. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Bye. So, wait a second. (laughs) <laughs> yes your husband now yes is was the married one... before me right he said hey wife number one let's have a threesome you find somebody that you're comfortable with and she did and then she decided i don't like boys anymore i like girls oh. and they got divorced Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Damn. Listen, I know it's no midget story, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then he found you and found love. Um, so, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you weren't the first wife. <laughs> True. I was not. Well, that's an interesting story to uh, open up with. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, I had to come out with a bang. Hey, everybody. It's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at unchurchedpod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.